Welcome to Strong Body Fit Mind. I'm Katie Ferguson. I'm Nathan Ferguson. And today we're talking consistency over perfection, that all or nothing mindset in nutrition and fitness and gosh, in life, really. When we think of all or nothing mindset, we think that it has to be 110% effort in everything that we do. And I see this a lot in my clients and with fitness and in nutrition specifically. And Nathan, I'm sure you see a lot of this with clients. Absolutely. Every day. All day, even. So a lot of the time we associate words with this all or nothing mindset, like never or always or no one, like I am always failing. And that's just not the case. We don't have to have this all or nothing mindset with nutrition and fitness to succeed, to hit our goals. To be in a state of perfection is literally to be in the state of something extreme. To do something extreme for an extended period of time is not something that is, that we're really, we're capable of, but not something that's healthy either. Absolutely. If you think about it like a car, so say you're driving your car and you get a nail in your car. We've all had this before. It's super frustrating. And you get out of your car and there, you know, your, your tire pressure gauge comes on your car and it's like low tire pressure. You're like, dang it. You see that there's a nail in your car or a nail in your tire. You know, you have to replace the tire, right? Or get it fixed. And you're, what you're not going to do is you're not because that one tire is low or that one tire is bad. You're not going to take a screwdriver and puncture the other three tires. Right. And I see that a lot with nutrition and in fitness too, honestly, that we will have one quote unquote bad meal or one binge cycle or a binge eating episode and just throw the rest of the week away or throw the rest of the weekend away. We wouldn't slash three car tires, right? If one was flat. So why would we do that with our nutrition and fitness as well? And even throw away the rest of our esteem, what we think about ourselves, how that day is going to go. So, so we had this little, it wouldn't even be a bump in the road. And we're willing to trash everything else, to awfulize everything else, to, to, to catastrophize it. Absolutely. It brings back that like ping pong effect where we're either like one extreme or the other extreme, like binging or restricting back and forth. And same thing can be applied to workouts, right? We're all or nothing in workouts. We're 100% effort in workouts. We're showing to up, up to every single workout, doing it perfectly, or we're on the flip side where we're doing nothing and we're just feeling bad about ourselves and sitting on the couch and just thinking like, I can't commit an hour to this workout. So I, I might as well not do it at all. Because we often will equate perfectionism with being the absolute best version of ourselves. And that's just not true. We, we It gets encoded into our mind that a state of perfection or being perfect is something that is going to be replicable, some... Some something that we're supposed to be doing and firing on all cylinders all the time, and that's just not possible. And uh, what, the way we explained it a lot is that it's actually getting results is on a spectrum. And on the left side of that spectrum is perfectionism, which does not get good results. And on the right <laughs> side of the spectrum is that striving for excellence, which when you get into the anatomy of striving for excellence, it's that consistency, which is showing up every single day whether it is a 15% effort that feels like emotionally oftentimes feels like a hundred percent effort, but we don't see that those little 15% is a, is a huge, huge dial mover. Absolutely. And I feel like we can talk a lot about this because we've both experienced this a lot in yeah. our lives. And this was a really huge hurdle 
for us to get over. And I feel like we kind of went through it at different times mm-hmm. in our lives too. Mm-hmm. And the, one, one way that I heard it explained once was whenever you are working towards a goal or a task, view the goal and showing up every day like a physical bowl like you'd eat for a bowl of cereal in, is in front of you and it takes a thousand pebbles to fill that bowl. Whereas when you show up on day one, you might give 30 pebbles. On the second day, you might give two pebbles. But it's not about maxing out the number of pebbles you give in any one day. It's about showing up day after day and filling that bowl because every pebble counts. So every effort counts. So every step forward counts. Absolutely. I feel like that's super relatable to kind of going off of that with people who are like, I don't have my fitness watch. I don't have my fitness Mm -hmm. tracker or my Mm -hmm. Apple watch. And this workout doesn't count. So I might as well not do it again, that all or nothing mindset, because guess what? Even though your watch doesn't count it, your body is still counting it. So again, adding more pebbles to that bowl. Yeah. Yeah. And perfectionism, whenever we get into the psychology of it is mostly covering up subtle themes of shame, judgment, fear, doubt, self, guilt, even self-hate. I see that a lot in fitness as well, especially with moms. And I am completely guilty of this as well. It was a huge hurdle I had to get over once I had kids, just dedicating time to myself for my fitness and knowing that I can't pour from an empty cup. And so I had this mom guilt and this shame for working out because I was taking time away from my kid, taking time away from my family. And you know, I was pouring from an empty cup as yeah. my husband so lovingly saw right, as right. well. <laughs> and when, we, when we're trying to do things perfectly, we're trying to cover everything up and, and make everything fit perfectly so we don't have to deal with those negative things that are, are creeping on us day after day. And they're the silent beast. And especially with moms, they have all these unassigned tasks that just fall in their lap that literally from day one, they begin to take on their their the expectation is for them to subjugate pieces and large chunks of themselves towards the the end of motherhood and managing a household oftentimes and so what happens is is sure they throw themselves into that role but in doing so we reject these smaller parts of ourselves and over time that striving for that perfectionism to get all the the rails on the train track going the same direction they, they lose pieces of it and it, the, the train's limping along and they don't notice it. So back to our own journeys of perfectionism and how that has kind of manifested in our lives in the past and why I am such a huge preacher of it now because I have lived it. And I feel like for me, a big struggle was with fitness. So I used to do CrossFit and would go to every single class, you know, five times a week, 5.30 a.m. I was there. And when I started when I quit my job as a teacher and started staying home with my daughter, I couldn't go to CrossFit gyms anymore just because I had her with me and there wasn't childcare, yada, yada, yada. But it was that idea that it had to be number one intense workouts had to be with a barbell. It had to be an hour long. It had to be a certain format. And I just really couldn't get that out of my head because that's what I saw as like what my fitness was supposed to be. And so it was a huge transition when I started working out with dumbbells and battle ropes and like some slam balls and some fun equipment that I really started 
number one, seeing results, seeing changes in my body, seeing my daughter watch me work out. Even even me, I'm in the same boat that I, I had this CrossFit mindset and this strength training mindset. And I determined I was given the, the prescription that if I wasn't squatting and deadlifting hundreds of pounds multiple times a week, that I wasn't successful. And it just wasn't true. And it's it's still honestly something that I battle with today, but I've really focused on dumbbell workouts less than 40 minutes and really in that 30 minute threshold simply because showing up is far more far more powerful than any hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds that you're going to lift in any one given week because those workouts honestly were taking too much out of me to be able to work a full-time job to do stuff like this to be a to be a present dad and husband it's just, it just takes too much vitality out of me and it takes too much time and I can still be crazy, crazy strong, do lots and lots of endurance with these exercises. It's just that the perfectionistic, the the standard mold that I had built up for myself was not adding value to my life. It was not helping me produce results. It was not adding energy. It was not adding time back into my life. It wasn't adding overall strength because I would go for 10 days and suck the juice out of me and I would fall sick. And you look over a six month, 12 month period, and I was spending more time sick than I was in the gym. And it had everything to do with my workout routine. Whenever I ramped up my workout routine and I was able to do shorter bits with less equipment, I was able to increase my stamina and endurance, be uh, healthier for longer. And when I did get sick, I wasn't on the floor sick. Yeah. And my wife can attest to that. I certainly can. Because then when I'm sick, who's doing double duty, right? Yeah. Who who is? Who's doing double duty? Who's being the parent on the weekend too? Yeah. Yeah. It was a huge mind shift for him. And I feel like you said, you were really honest about that, like kind of still going through that. And, you know, he did a dumbbell workout the other day because we're testing workouts for a strong dad bod. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I am really sore. Yeah. That was just surprising. (laughs) This is really intense. (laughs) So we can also relate that to nutrition as well, right? So that all or nothing mindset, right? That what I see so often with women and I work with men too, but mostly with women is that the Sunday night, like clear out, right? The Sunday night clean out. And we have to clear everything out of our freezer. And for me in the past, it was like, eating the, the the entire tub or the remaining tub of whatever ice cream was in my freezer because that's like was my huge weakness. And so what happens is when we restrict a bunch of things and when we try to be 100% for perfect and we're eating salads for lunch every day and then on when the weekend comes, we're just going crazy. So even using an example of nutrition is I, I grew up, I never ate vegetables. My parents would tell you that I refused them, but I don't remember them being around that much. Uh, but I, I, I never ate them. You know, they're going to be listening to this. I know. <laughs> and, and I, I n- never ate fruits. I never ate vegetables. I remember the first fruit that I can remember eating was actually in basic training. And it was because I was so hungry that I would be the kid that sits, sits next to the, the trash can and I would grab people's food and, and throw it away for them. But I would take things off their plate, plate and feed my face. Cause I was so hungry. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I was that guy. But the thing is, I, I have really tried over the years to eat more vegetables, but it wasn't until I used Katie's tools to bring that, make it more obvious, you know, those tenants, to make it more obvious, more accessible, more actionable in my week to add that in more of the days throughout my week. And what it was, was me focusing on vegetables. 
And now the really cool thing is, is that I see the value of vegetables over this last year, adding it more, in, and I'm not perfect, but adding it more in much more often, you know, 10,000% more than before, that it really, really does impact my body, how it feels, how it moves, even the, I, I would express it like flexibility. I feel like I have more flexibility, but what it's more about actually is having less inflammation. Okay. So now you've identified that you maybe, if you're listening to this, you maybe have this all or nothing mindset or you've had it in the past. And so let's give you some solutions to some things that you can do to move past this all or nothing mindset, because like anything, we can't just flip a switch and be completely different tomorrow. This is like the deep work comes in. You have to put in the work mentally to be able to get there. And we do that by action, by taking action on what we're going to do. Again, not that all or nothing action. We don't have to be 100% in. What we preach and what we truly believe in is small, actionable steps. Constantly, what we're trying to do is strive for excellence, and that requires repetition. And the anatomy that is showing up every day, whether you have 15% or 15 pebbles to put in or 30, whatever it may be, you do what you can. And you you time block, you set time throughout your week to plan these things, whether it is for food, whether it is for nutrition, whether it's having conversations with your spouse to make time for these things and express their importance of them to you and to them. So I'm going to take a page out of James Clear book. Atomic Habits. And if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I am a huge advocate of this book. So he says how to create a good habit. You have to make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy, and make it satisfying. And I feel like this is going to be a great topic for our next podcast. Absolutely. How to maintain, how to make a habit and to maintain it. Because these habits, these habits, as we may discuss next time, these habits inform our identity. Well, I'm not this person. Well, I'm not that person. See, the thing is, is that when we try to step outside of our regular grind and do something, even our identity may be working against us. I'm not a vegetable person. I'm not this. I'm not a worker outer. I don't do this. I don't do that. For me, it was, I don't do just dumbbells. I deadlift heavy weights and it's super awesome. Then so, we found that wasn't maintainable or sustainable for yes. you in the time that you had a lot. Right. And at this point in my life, that's not something that is viable. It's not, it's, and for me, the, the phrase I like and the way it fits is that it's not something that's adding value to my life right now. I love heavy deadlifts, but it's not something that is helping me max out the rest of my life. And so the thing is, is that temporarily I might have to divorce myself from that and work on different actions that are going to lead to different habits and, and, and sprinkle those throughout my week to make them obvious, to make them actionable, that those things, when I physically act them out, they are continuing to inform my identity as if my identities, like a beach and the ocean waving up on the beach is informing the concave or convex structure of that of that beach, those actions are actually informing who we believe ourselves to be. So every action that we do is going to begin to adjust our belief about ourselves, about the world, about other people, about our family structure. And that's something that's powerful because that is something that is going to turn that hill into this mountain of success and mountain of values and virtues and character. So your big takeaway from today, if you get anything out of this episode, is to show up for yourself, for your nutrition, for your fitness, for your family, for your life. Even if it's not 100% effort, you have to show up and take action. Especially on your vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> Especially on your vegetables. 
Thank you for joining us today. We will see you next time on Strong Body Fit Mind. Take care.